Welcome to Bucks Insider Live. Casey Phillips here with senior writer and editor Scott Smith here to get you guys caught up on all the Buccaneers news that you need because we are midway through OTAs. It is so wonderful. It is the beginning of what feels like real football, even though there's no pads. OTAs to me always feel like the beginning of like, all right, there's some football happening here. There's coaches out there with them. And I, I always love getting to hear those first impressions, especially when you have something like a new offensive coordinator, where you're getting to hear these guys' first impressions as they start to install this, work on the playbook. And we got to hear from someone who is important in this offseason in terms of what this role is going to look like in the quarterback battle. Kyle Trask was asked about his thoughts on Canales' offense. So what were some of the takeaways that you got from that? Well, he says it's a very creative offense. Um, I think that most of the players are really enjoying it so far. Chris Godwin had a lot of nice things to say last week as well. I think, you know, it's it's probably nice to do something new, you know? Uh, and for the quarterbacks in particular, uh, they are excited about the fact that Dave's offense will involve a little bit more movement from the quarterbacks, you know, designed rollouts, bootlegs, things like that, um, and, and throwing on the run. And that is that will be a big, big change for the Buccaneers right. should that come to be. Um, as you can see here, you know, Dave Canales comes to us from Seattle. Uh, and uh, where he worked under Shane Waldron, the offensive coordinator, and it's expected that the Bucks, his new offense will be similar to that one. And as you can see from this chart here, um, on things like designed rollout percentage, percentage of plays where he did a designed rollout, percentage of plays where you threw on the run, percentage of plays where you got outside the pocket, and percentage of, on the other side of it, percentage of time that the quarterback spent in the tackle box. And if you look at this, Look at the difference, 1.2% rollouts for Tom Brady versus 11.8 for Geno Smith, which was well above the NFL average. And that little asterisk there shows you that in all those first three categories, Tom Brady was absolutely last. And this isn't a bad thing. I'm not saying Tom Brady's last because he's not pretty much last in anything, right? right. But um, the, the type of plays that were called for him, he was last in all these types of movement plays. And uh, except for the last one there, which is when you stayed put, yep. he was very near the top of the list on that one. So uh, that will be probably a very big difference in the Bucks' offense this year. And I think we already know Baker Mayfield can move around pretty well. And Kyle Trask, uh, Todd Bowles said Kyle Trask is people are a little, he's a little underrated in terms of how well he moves. And he's also leaned up, as he mm -hmm. said, lost about five or 10 pounds. He's trying to just be as mobile as possible. So he can run a little bit as well. So it'll be interesting, interesting to see that element of the Bucks offense. And I think the quarterbacks are excited about it. Yeah, that's great. And I, uh, I know that we also want to make sure we get our trivia question out there. Now that oh, we've yeah. given people a few minutes to join the show, we're going to read out the trivia question and we'd love to hear your answers for it. No cheating, no Googling, honor system here, people. So <laughs> underneath our Facebook Live video, leave your answers to the trivia question. So Scott, hit us with it. Well, I should point out that Casey has been complaining on and on about how all my trivia questions go too far back in history and she wanted something from a little more I wanted a chance I, okay, to get it right. Okay, I'll also point out that when I read her this question before the show, she got it right. Yes. So you have to match Casey Phillips to get this right. Yes. And the question is, who has the most regular season interceptions for the Buccaneers over the past 10 years? And then bonus question, who's second on that list? Yeah, to be honest, I got the who was first and then he threw the who was second at me and I did not get that it one was right. Still, it was still a good job. I, good yes, job. but I'm, I will take the first one. So again, yes, who is first? And then if you want a bonus one, who is second on that list? Again, most leave. interceptions combined over the last 10 seasons. Yes. 
combined or last 10 years, leave that underneath our Facebook Live video and we might read out someone's answer if they get it right. Um, so now also, we talked about the offensive side of things, defensive side of things in terms of OTAs, it's, you know, it's always cool to see who's kind of playing where and who's getting reps where and with what group. And, and we had talked about the fact that we were under the impression Antoine Winfield Jr. was going to be back at his main mm -hmm. position of safety. Now we've gotten to hear from him about mm -hmm. that and his role this year. What did you hear from him? Even more clarification because he specifically says free safety. That's what he's going to be playing. He says he's very excited about being in the middle of the field a lot more. Now, as we've said on some of our other shows, you know they're still going to use Antoine around the line of scrimmage at time just because he's uh, such a good tackler and such a good blitzer. But playing more of that center field role will probably give him an opportunity to make more big plays. But also, you know, we kind of need him at safety because the safety position with Logan Ryan not coming back, Keanu Neal signing somewhere else, Mike Edwards signing with the Chiefs, it's, it's really beyond Antoine, there's not a lot of um, uh, experience there. We were, I think, quite fortunate that the Seahawks took back their um, tender offer on what could have been restricted free agent Ryan Neal, and that was a really nice pickup. And he, Ryan Neal was actually in Tampa when that happened, and um, he was very interested in playing for the Buccaneers. So that just worked out really nicely. But still, 19 career starts for him. Then everybody else on the list is either an undrafted free agent from last year or this year. They obviously don't have any starts. And that's an opportunity for these guys. There's a real good opportunity for a couple of these guys to actually make the roster despite being undrafted. But again, Antoine Winfield is kind of the, you know, the, he's not old by any stretch. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to turn 25 before the start of the season, but he's the elder statesman in this group now. As we look at that graphic, I will already say how many times I am going to get names wrong because we had a Logan Ryan, yeah. a Keanu Neal, now we have a Ryan Neal, and we had a Jordan Whitehead, right. and now there's another. Kedrick White. Yeah, and I'm yes. like, this is, I'm just already putting it out there. I'm going to get it wrong. I already know. Um, and I know in terms of the schedule, uh, we have talked about this idea of the, the NFC South and um, what that's going to look like this year. What are some of the big things that you feel like you took away from that and what it could mean for this team? Yeah, we did a big long show on the schedule when mm -hmm. it first dropped and there were lots of notes in there. Um, you can go back and watch it if you want, but uh, one that I didn't include then because they didn't have the numbers for it yet was this idea of net days of rest, which people have only really been looking at for the last couple of years, um, but I think Warren Sharp of Sharp Football Analysis always does this every year. The idea of net days of rest is if, like, say you're playing a team that's coming off a bye they, and you're not, they have seven more days of rest before that game than you do. But it probably evens out because one week you're going to be coming off a bye, right? right? Well, sometimes it doesn't even out overall because you play more teams coming off a bye or coming off Thursday night games, mm -hmm. which is kind of like a mini bye. And so if you look at this, the Buccaneers actually have a negative six net days of rest. And that's all because they play three games against teams coming off Thursday night games. So they get that mini bye. So they get like three more days of rest in there. Wow. And then that there's one for the Bucks in that situation. So it accumulates out to negative six, which isn't great. It's not the end of the world. But you can see here the Falcons have it even tougher. Wow. Yeah. even the bottom of the list, which is not displayed here, is San Francisco, which has a negative 20. Oh my which gosh. is crazy. Yeah. That just means they're playing lots of teams coming off buys or coming off mini buys after yeah. a Thursday game. And that can make a little bit of a difference. So it's worth looking at. And it's not the end of the, the world. Dang Saints up there. Yeah. Oh, they get everything. I'm they sure want. every Bucks fan is shaking their fist at this graphic. <laughs> right One now. of those is the Saints. They're coming when we play them late in the season the week before they're on a Thursday night. So that's that they'll have that extra days rest on us. That's going to be interesting. What are the things that, when you look at the schedule, what are some of the things that you're most excited about when you just kind of look at it from objectively as like a, a sort of fan as a standpoint? Fan perspective, yeah. the, the Lambeau field in December. Yeah. I just, I, that's all I came and I was like, oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. I was kind of hoping we go to Buffalo 
late in the year. It's selfish of me because the players probably don't really want right. to do that. But uh, getting Lambeau. To get to mid- watch a snow game yeah. and in those places. Yeah. And then and then Monday Night Football against the defending NFC champs is pretty exciting too. And uh, maybe just kind of give people a reminder of where we're at in the offseason schedule. Because <clears throat> we mentioned earlier that we're in the middle of OTAs. So um, maybe remind fans where we're at in the overall schedule. What's kind of coming up next to pay attention right to. Right now the players are probably warming up or getting ready to warm up for the final OTA of this week. OTA means organized team activity days and we're in phase three of the off-season program and that's when you can do up to 10 OTAs and they're very much like regular season practices except you can't put on pads or have contact but you can run all the drills you normally would full team seven on seven nine on seven all that so it's offense going against defense which didn't happen until OTA started last week so now they've done counting today six of them they'll have four more of them next week and then after that is the mini camp and and all the OTAs OTAs are voluntary which is important Mm -hmm. and and it's become much more common I think for people to for for veteran players to maybe pursue their own regimens somewhere else and for teams to understand that so nobody's wringing their hands about a couple veterans that aren't there Uh, but the Bucks have had a good 80 players there so um, and then you know here and there you got a guy who's nicked up and, Mm -hmm. and can't be on the field but for the most part it's been a really good attendance and then finally uh, June 13th through 15th, I believe, Tuesday through Thursday, is the mini camp, which is mandatory. Mm-hmm. So we should see the whole team there. All right, and then we'll close with the answer to our trivia question that I got right. <laughs> she did. <laughs> the most, you know, if you thought about this a little bit, and you kind of answered it right away, mm-hmm. but if you think, think about it a little bit, you probably can figure out the answer. You, your mind wants to go to a cornerback or a safety, right. but think about the guy that's been on that defense starting every All single 10 game. years. Yeah, yep. and that's Levante David. He has 11 in that span. He had the one year where I think he had five or six in 2013, his second year. But uh, second on the list is a bit surprising. It's Keith Tandy. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. I like that, especially since he's still on the staff now as a coach. Yeah. So um, yeah, we'll have to tell Keith that he was an answer to our trivia question. Keith is like the original Mike Edwards. Yeah. Which he didn't always get a ton of playing time. But when he did, he always seemed to make interceptions, and they were usually at the end of games to, to close them out. And what I love, Keith Tandy, Levante David, two of the top good guy awards 100%. in Buccaneer history. Yeah. So I love that. Smart for Smart guys, them. too. Very yes, smart guys. absolutely. All right, well, that is going to do it for us on this edition of Bucks Insider Live. We'll see you next time.